0: The stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth.
1: Welcome to the fourth day of Craftlit, our twelve day Christmas story extravaganza.
0: till he appeared and the soul felt its word.
1: Today, on our fourth day, I bring you the CBS radio production of A Very Private Miracle, starring Howard Da Silva, everyone's favorite Benjamin Franklin, and actress Jennifer Marlowe when she was a very young girl. You may be surprised to hear a CBS radio mystery theater episode show up on an episode of Craftlet because we have to use public domain audio all the time. And that is true. However, CBS Radio Mystery Theater has made all of their old radio shows available in MP3 format for free, because they're just that cool. So the first time this particular story ever aired was December 24th, 1974. It was repeated December 25th, 1975, and then again December 23rd, 1978. Now, the audio that we have includes advertisements from Chicago from this time. And I think they are just as fascinating as the story. I've cut out some of them so that it doesn't drag on because some of the the commercial breaks kind of went on for a while. But I, I left in some just because it's such a slice of history that certainly the whippersnappers listening won't have ever had any experience of. We don't listen to the radio the way we used to, if at all. So, yeah. This is a slice of history that's a lot more recent than we usually get on Craftlet, but it is still feeling kind of antique if only because of the advertisements. There's not much else that I need to give you. If you've seen It's a Wonderful Life, this will feel fairly familiar in some ways. Actually, if you've seen any sentimental movies made between 1928 and 1996, you probably have seen or, or come across a trope similar to this one. But. Howard De Silva's voice is just spectacular. If you've never seen the movie 1776, he is and will always be my favorite Benjamin Franklin, my only Benjamin Franklin. He's just perfect. And in fact, on the show notes at craftlet.com/fourth, slash fourth, F-O-U-R-T-H dash 2017, I have put a few pictures of my man Howard in his most iconic role, which he did both on Broadway and in the movie. But that's a different holiday. For now, we'll just focus on Christmas and a very private miracle. Here we go.
2: Welcome. Doubly welcome this special eve, of course. If you look in Webster's Dictionary under the word miracle, you can read the definition of an event or effect contrary to the established order of things. A wonder or a wonderful thing. This is the story of a miracle that took place at Christmas time. The very best of all possible times for miracles. And it begins with an ad which has appeared for ten years in the Dawson City Times and the Thomasville Courier. We'll begin the advertisement with,
3: if the owner of a Santa Claus suit rented to Jennifer Swallow will present his copy of the receipt to me, Jasper Crown, he will be re- Oh,
4: you'd have to include your address and your phone number, etc.
3: Of course, Jenny will include that. He will be remunerated, to whatever degree he asks, up to a million dollars. Does that seem fair?
4: Oh, it isn't fair. It's silly the rental was less than a dollar. Why should it be worth any more than that?
3: Maybe you'll never know, but I will. And everyone else who hears this story will know.
2: Our mystery drama, A Very Private Miracle, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Ian Martin, And stars Howard Da Silva. It is sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division and Anheuser Busch Incorporated, Brewers of Budweiser. This is a story of a very special time. And a very special love affair between a bright and artless ten-year-old and a bitter, soured man who made himself old before his time. But however it ends, it begins with hate. What was that, Arthur?
5: Uh, A rock through the window. That's an ugly mob outside.
3: Yeah, no goods, inadequate ingrates.
5: Because you've taken their livelihood away from them.
3: My livelihood as well. I can't go on losing money with the mill. Since Robert walks out on me, I don't need any more. If
5: Thomasville does, good Lord, it's the only real industry we have left to keep the town alive. Are you my lawyer or theirs? You know whose lawyer I am. My friend or theirs? That's a question which gets more and more difficult to answer. Jasper, it's Christmas. And Robert had good ideas for the mill. I don't want to hear any more about the mill
3: or about Robert, my son, or my daughter. Most of all, I don't want to hear about Christmas. That cheap, tawdry, pagan celebration. There, at last. I'll break up that no good rabble. That's my Christmas present to them. Finally, the police have dispersed them. Cowards, all. A mob has no courage.
5: Well, what are you going to do about the window?
3: Close the room off. Heaven knows there are enough other rooms for me to wander through alone since I've been deserted by my family. Well, that's scarcely fair to Emily. Emily? Did I once really have a wife? Was there some warmth in this house?
5: While my sister lived...
3: Well, she's dead. Too many years ago for me to want to count. There's no one left but my housekeeper and me. At least Mrs. Murchison hasn't deserted me, as you want to. Go then, Arthur, go. It's safe now. The papers
5: are all signed. I won't execute these till after the holiday. The day after Christmas. The day after Christmas is Sunday, so I can't do anything till Monday.
3: Very well, but the execution is signed, sealed, and delivered. When I sell the mill, I'll be not a millionaire, but a multi-millionaire. What do you mean that crowd of hicks the police just chased away? You
5: think I'm frightened of them? Oh, I didn't mean physically, and I didn't mean concerned either. I mean terrified for your immortal soul. Oh, don't trouble. I let myself out. Oh, Mrs. Murchison, if I don't see you again before the great day, Merry Christmas.
6: And a Merry Christmas to you, Mr. Daly. Who was on the phone, Mrs. Murchison? Oh, such good news for you, sir. It's little Mary herself. What did she want? Sure, she's still on the phone waiting to tell you herself. I have no wish to talk to my daughter. Ah, but when you hear her news... What uh, news? She, well, uh, uh, she, she wanted to tell you herself. If she's
3: leaving that damn foreigner and coming home alone, I'll talk to her. Otherwise, go and hang up.
6: Without listening to what she has to say?
3: There's only one thing I want to hear from her. An apology.
6: Oh, you're not going to talk to Miss Mary? No. I wanted to save the news for her to give you. Oh, but now sure I have to say it myself. It's a baby she's going to have. She wanted you to know you're going to be a grandfather.
3: No, some penniless foreigner. No, thank you. You can tell Mrs. Blumenthal it won't work. She's still as completely cut out of my will as her brother. When you hang up the phone... You can bring me a cup of tea. I'll be in the
6: library. Oh. Well, good Lord, favor me and put the words in my mouth. Uh, uh, Mary, sweetheart, forgive me for being down this long. Well, that's all right, Murch, honey. Is Dad
7: there?
6: Well, uh, Mother, and to tell you the truth, he's after having a little bit of a light on and... Um, well, it's
7: all right. I know what he's lying down on any reconciliation with me. I thought maybe the time of year and the baby... Did you tell him about the baby?
6: Well, I... I didn't want to. I I wanted it to be your surprise, but... uh... Okay.
7: Forget it. I get the whole picture. Maybe I knew before I tried again. Now I know it's hopeless. Merry
6: Christmas to you, merch love, anyway. And a Happy New Year. Oh, Mary, my darling. Oh, what's the use? How long can you fight if he just wasn't so stubborn? If only Mr. Crown could forget himself and accept someone else into his heart. Uh. your tea, Mr. Crown.
5: Oh, thanks.
3: Just put it on the table.
6: Yes, sir.
3: Well, was there something else?
6: Yes, Mr. Crown. This next Christmas would be my 25th that I've served your family. Oh, in heaven's name. Spare me the Christmas spirit. It's choking me. Well, it's choking some of the rest of us, too, Mr. Crown. Everyone has a limit. You're not alone in that. I've just been talking to Mary, and I've lived through a long, difficult time in your family. I'm giving my notice. Before dinner? I honestly don't care if you ever eat again or live. I just have time to catch the next bus. I'll send someone else to clear out everything that's left of mine in this house. I want no part of us or you ever again. Uh
2: later, the front doorbell rang. With Mrs. Murchison gone, Jasper was tempted not to answer it. But when it rang again, some secret urgency drew him down the long corridor. On the walk, he winced. His elbow pained him, and the arthritis in his right leg jumped and sent shivers. Every ache and pain he had ever known seemed to assail him. Till the magic moment he opened the door and saw standing on the stoop, her freckles burning bright in her snow-white face, her pigtails stiff in the icy wind, Jennifer. And even though he didn't realize it, magic was upon him. Yes? Who
4: are you? Jennifer Swallow.
3: What are you doing on my doorstep?
4: If you please, Mr. Crown, I'm freezing to death. Uh...
3: You came here of your own free will. What do you want?
4: I have a business proposition to put to you.
3: Not interested.
4: How do you know if you haven't heard it yet?
3: Don't be rude. You're talking to your elders.
4: Excuse me. I didn't mean to be rude. I'm just anxious.
3: Anxious about what?
4: My proposition. What I want to talk to you about.
3: All right. What is it? I'm
4: too Are you here? My father says that no gentleman keeps a lady waiting.
3: You're no lady. You're just a child.
4: And you're no gentleman. You're a... A what? You're a kind man who would offer me shelter.
3: Very well, before we both freeze to death. Come in. Come in.
4: Thank you. You shouldn't have let me in, you know. But you was. Get in. My father says you should never let a salesman get his foot in the door.
3: Are you a salesman?
4: Oh, no. It's just an expression, you see. In a manner of speaking, so to speak.
3: What is it you want, young woman, young lady?
4: My name's Jennifer.
3: Jennifer. I'm not interested in names. All I want to know is what your business is here.
4: Shouldn't you go into the parlor? No. You're kind of old. I thought you might want to sit down. Well, uh, maybe I'd better. It would be much cozier.
3: Very well, then. Follow me.
4: Even though it is quite cold, it's very nice weather for this time of year. What? I'm just making conversation. My father said...
3: I don't believe
4: it. Believe what?
3: I don't believe your father ever gets a word in edgewise with you around. All right. It's warm in here in the library. There's a fire. You can sit over there on the other side of the fireplace.
4: Thank you. So many books.
3: A ah, lot of knowledge in the world. If you young folks would take time to pick up some of it. Now, Miss, uh, Miss Jennifer, just what is it you want?
4: Well, it's at the church, you see. Nobody is working this year on account of you closed the factory down.
3: You blame me for that?
4: Oh, no. I mean, that's your business, of course. But it meant somebody had to do something special. About Christmas, I mean.
3: I might have known it. <laughs> Sending a child here to blink her innocent eyes at me. Who put you up to this? Who sent you here to ask for money?
4: No one. I just want to. Don't lie.
3: For a moment you almost fooled me, young lady. But I might have known there was something behind this. There is, isn't there?
4: Well... What
3: is it? Presents for the church?
4: Oh, no. I already won those. From Win the Booty.
3: You... You what?
4: I said I already got those. From Win the Booty. You know.
3: No, I don't know. What is Win the Booty?
4: It's on television. Don't you watch it?
3: I don't have a television set.
4: Oh, it's fun. The man asks you questions, you see, and then you have to answer them.
3: And that's what you did?
4: Of course. Why are you so surprised?
3: I'm just amazed that you didn't ask him most of the questions. So you won some prizes, eh?
4: Oh, scrumptious ones. So you see, we don't need you for that. You
3: don't say what do you need me for?
4: Well, see, the presents are to be handed out tomorrow night at Christmas Eve. And we have no Santa Claus to do it. I wanted you for that.
3: Of course, because I'm rich and you thought that I might bring some extra presents.
4: That wasn't it at all.
3: Somebody else had an idea you should come here and ask me?
4: No, sir. This was my own idea.
3: Really? Just what's the matter with a guy who knows all the answers? Who? Your all-wise father.
4: Oh, he isn't here this year.
3: What's keeping him so busy?
4: A first-class son of a gun. Uh, a, A what? His superior officer. My father's in the Navy. Both of them are. Who? My father, and the first-class son of a gun. That isn't exactly what he called him, but I promise not to repeat the other.
3: I see. Well, if it can't be your... I mean a Santa Claus.
4: Oh, (laughs) too skinny, and too serious. He never understands a joke. He's really an old stick.
3: But what on earth would make you think of me, child? You don't just want me to be Santa Claus. You have an ulterior motive.
4: What's an ulterior motive?
3: Uh, You you want me to do something else, don't you?
4: Oh, that. Of course.
3: You admit
2: it.
4: Oh, sure. We don't have a budget for the Santa Claus suit. So I thought if you'd be him, you could afford to rent it. Where are you going?
3: I'm opening the door for you to leave. Jezebel.
4: isn't Jezebel?
3: Well, that's a matter of opinion. Just keep heading for the front door.
4: Then you won't be Santa Claus?
3: I'm afraid I'm not the type.
4: You could be just perfect if you let yourself go.
3: I wish I could believe that.
4: Oh, couldn't you?
3: Only one way I could.
4: Well, how's that?
3: You get me the Santa Claus suit, and if you still want me, I'll be your Santa Claus.
4: Honest to Pete.
3: Honest to Pete.
4: Well, I'll try. But it's going to take a miracle if I do.
3: You know, I wouldn't put it past you.
2: (laughs) Jasper Crown remained with his hand on the door. One part of him congratulating himself for having resisted that elfin charm. Was just trying to use him and his wealth as people always were, egged on by her elders, no doubt. But another part of him, lonely and forgotten and rusty with disuse, cried out for her return for a miracle. jennifer that night jennifer broke open her piggy bank and counted her capital two dollars and 23 cents the following morning she bought a return trip ticket on the bus to dawson city which cut into her budget to the tune of one dollar and 62 cents once she got there she set her jaw and started to comb the city It was well after lunch when suddenly the freckles were dancing across her nose and her pigtails vibrating with delight. For there, just as she told herself there had to be, was a sign saying, Santa Claus suits for rent. Dirt cheap. The proprietor was a wonderful man with a jolly round face and bristling white eyebrows and a shock of snowy white hair. As Jenny said afterwards, she almost wished, he might be persuaded to come and play Santa Claus.
4: Hmm, but that's really a silly idea. He lives too far away.
2: I
5: beg your pardon, Miss.
4: Did I say something?
5: Well, <laughs> there are only two of us here, and I I didn't say anything, so I think it must have been you.
4: There I go again, thinking out loud. You couldn't, could you? Or didn't I think that part out loud?
5: Uh, what part?
4: About wanting you to come and be Santa Claus in Thomasville at oh. our church tomorrow evening. Oh,
5: I'm afraid I couldn't. Some other people are expecting me. Uh... But I can rent you a suit, you know, a, a Santa Claus suit. Do you Do you see one that you like?
4: Well, there are so many this one made of? Ah,
5: red velvet with ermine trim. <laughs> you you like it?
4: <laughs> it is nice. How much would it cost to rent it?
5: Well, now, that's a, a very handsome suit and quite cheap at the normal rental of a uh, hundred dollars. A hundred dollars? Too much?
4: Oh, much too much.
5: Well, now, uh, 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 how much were you thinking of? <laughs> sixty one cents oh. <laughs> sixty one cents, eh, now now isn't that a coincidence, as a matter of fact, right down beneath the counter, here, I may have just the thing, up. I oh, yes,, sir. here we are, now, well, let's see boots, belt, hat, pants, and uh, a tunic, and of course, the whiskers to go with it. And the price happens to be just right, on the nose, as the saying goes, 61 cents. It
4: is pretty old and tattered.
5: Yes, it is. Seen a lot of use. I have to admit it isn't in the best of repair, but it's the genuine thing.
4: Well, it is pretty ratty, but I'll take it. After all, the price is right. And the kids who are going to see it won't notice the condition. Because to tell you the truth, these days our clothes are pretty ratty, too. All
5: oh, righty i I'll, I'll wrap it all up. And while I'm getting it ready, you can uh, uh, sign your name right here. What's that for? Well, I'd like to get this suit back. you You might be surprised, but sometimes I have a, a little trouble. <laughs> this way, if you shouldn't return it time I want to claim it, I'll have proof that it's mine.
3: Oh, now why doesn't Mrs. Murchison answer that bell? Oh, of course, I forgot. She's gone. Oh, rotten tarnation. I'll dance with myself, I suppose. I'm coming, damn it. I'm coming. Oh. Well, you don't have to pull it out of its socket. It's
4: just, please. It's so cold. I'm freezing.
3: Oh, it's you again, is it? Well, what is it this time?
4: Look, I got it. I got it.
3: Got what?
4: The Santa Claus suit thought you'd be
3: happy. Why should I be happy?
4: Because you said you promised. You're not going to Welsh out. Aren't you even going to invite
3: me in? So you tricked me into a promise I should never have given.
4: I didn't either trick you.
3: Oh, no? Well, we'll see. But well, what are you standing out there for, child? Want us both to freeze to death in this drafty hall? Go on to the living room. I've had the window fixed.
4: Yes, sir, Mr. Brown's
3: well, in you go. There's a fire here and it's warmer.
4: Certainly is that. Thank you.
3: <clears throat> so you got the suit, huh? Yes, sir. How? Oh.
4: That's my
3: business. <laughs> Didn't take you long to maneuver it once you found out I wouldn't fork out for it, huh?
4: I... That's right, Mr. Crown.
3: Well, sit down. Thank you. That all?
4: me.
3: I mean, can't catch your tongue, huh? You certainly had enough to say yesterday. Why so silent now?
4: I'm disappointed. Why? Because you're not happy, too. About the suit, I mean.
3: Why should I be?
4: I don't know, Mr. Crown. But I was just sure, sure you would be.
3: Well, you're wrong. I'm not. I made a bargain. I'll stick to it.
4: You don't have to. If you don't do, I won't hold you to it. I mean, an unhappy Santa Claus wouldn't be much good. Do you want to?
3: Want to what? Be unhappy?
4: No, to get out of it.
3: I don't even know if I can get into it yet. Close your mouth, you'll look silly with it open. Oh, come on. The suit, I mean, the suit. Come on, let's see it.
4: I can't help it, I mean... It is very difficult, now.
3: Oh, give me that stupid parcel. Stop fiddling. Can't spend all night on this. Oh! Good Lord, in what ragtag did you find this flea-bitten outfit, huh? Huh?
4: I didn't either find it. I rented it.
3: Rented it? And just what did you pay for this threadbare collection of junk?
4: It cost 61 cents. How much? When you count my bus fare from here to Dawson City, a dollar sixty-two plus sixty-one cents, two dollars and twenty-three cents. My whole capital.
3: And just where did you get two dollars and twenty-three cents?
4: It was my tree money for Christmas. But I'd rather have a Santa Claus than a tree. So I broke my piggy bank, and I hate you.
3: <laughs> oh, stop <laughs> it. Also, all right, I'll be your Santa Claus Oh, I'll even try the suit on now if you like Well, oh, if you still want me, that is I'll be a pretty grump Santa Claus, but Oh, shall I try the damn thing on?
4: Yes, please, please After all, I spent the money And something is better than nothing, isn't it?
3: Honesty, Jasper the startling white honesty of the child. It's what you've been looking for, grasping for. Something to believe in again. And yet, too late. Too late. You're so conscious of the age in your body, the bile in your gut, your loneliness, that rheumatic elbow, that gnawing peptic ulcer, the tight place around your heart. Or is
2: what you fear most your mean and tiny soul? And while Jasper thought these private thoughts, he was slowly putting on the Santa Claus suit, shaking his head at each tattered garment and worn accessory that went with it. But as he put each piece on, watching through Jenny's eyes, each separate piece seemed to shine suddenly as luxuriously rich and sumptuous as the velvet and ermine suit she had first seen, and the whiskers were pure white and thick and curly, and the boots were like the most expensive Moroccan leather, but the biggest miracle of all was in Jasper. Gone was the constriction from the heart, the nagging ache was no longer dragging at his stomach. The rheumatic arm was loose as a whip, and a magic sponge had wiped the lines from his face and the meanness from his heart.
4: Oh, super, glorious sight! Fits, it fits like a glove. You look so different.
3: I feel so different. Do I look like Santa
4: Claus? Not look. You are. You are Santa. It's just perfect, only...
3: Only what?
4: Do you think you could, you know, just a little, even, smile?
3: Not only could I smile, I even think I could laugh again.
4: Oh, try, Mr. Crown, try.
3: You could call me Jasper, Jennifer.
4: And you can call me Jenny Jasper.
3: Hello, Jenny Jasper.
4: (laughs) (laughs)
7: Oh. Oh, Jasper, this is going to be a good Christmas
3: Oh, Jenny, this is going to be the best Christmas ever
4: Now, Mrs. Templeton, now do you think?
8: Yes I was just coming to tell you, my dear child That my husband said we are just about to commence Mr. Crown, all dressed and ready. The Reverend isn't teed off, is he? Teed off? I mean, his feathers aren't ruffled. The Reverend is a saint, my dear. A perfect saint. Why on earth should he be angry?
4: Well, Grandmother said he always played Santa Claus. And if someone else wanted to be it, he'd be mad as a wet hen. And I said, why is a wet hen mad? And she said, because its feathers get ruffled.
8: Your grandmother, I should say your family in general, Jenny, doesn't quite understand a man of God. The minister, my beloved George, is only too happy to welcome back a sinner and a backslider like Mr. Crown. He would sacrifice any of his little pleasures for that. Oh, uh, which reminds me, yes, ma'am? For some reason or other... Mr. Crown says he has to see you before he comes in.
4: Oh, dear, I hope nothing's gone wrong. Because if Jasper's feathers are ruffled, this whole party could lay an egg. I
3: thought we'd never get rid of that
4: old stork. I told you he was an old stick.
3: (laughs) In the mud. (laughs) Now, what I needed you for was to know if I look all right.
4: Come over to the chair. He has the wig all wrong, and the hat not not down over your nose, not sort of jaunty to one side. And he didn't put the rouge on your cheeks, like this. Oh, and now you really look like something. Oh, Jasper, you look just beautiful.
3: And so do you, Jenny.
4: Oh, I don't matter. You're the star of this show. Now you go out there and twinkle.
3: <laughs> Watch my stardust. Just call me Jasper, Jenny, and everything's all right.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Just call me Jenny Jasper, and I know it's going to be. (laughs) Here he comes, everybody, all the way from North Pole.
3: Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry
2: Christmas. (laughs) Merry Christmas. all been witness to the regeneration of Jasper Crown. A child's drive and belief has brought him back to the precious gift of present youth and laughter. But is it a true conversion or only a momentary aberration? Is the magic of this moment in the Christmas legend in the suit and in Jenny? What happens if he loses either Was an exceptionally long one that year, and before it was over, Jasper Crown had indeed become Santa's alter ego. Many other gifts beyond those Jenny collected on Win the Booty were distributed, all of them from Jasper's generous purse $50,000 to the church itself, another $50,000 to the community chest, and many smaller but not less welcome gifts. Then, with the party over, Jasper, after a long last hug with Jenny before she went home, returned to his own house. But however cold the empty old mansion might seem, Jasper, in his suit of red, was warm and glowing inside. And his first trip was to the telephone.
7: Christmas greetings. Hello?
3: Happy Christmas, my darling daughter. Yes, Mary. You're a miserable, old, wretched, stupid...
7: <laughs> I can't believe it. I, I mean, you don't... Well, well, you never was stupid. And you certainly don't sound miserable,
3: old, or wretched. <laughs> well, none of those. But I was stupid. How can I make up for it to you and, and Leon?
7: Make
3: up? Oh, Daddy. I wish you could be with us for Christmas. It's a little late for that, but... I have another idea. I want to buy plane tickets for you and Leon to come visit me and ring in the New Year with me. Oh, Daddy. A real good New Year. I just called Robert, and he and his wife are coming home with the children. He's going to start up the mill again for me. It could be a real family reunion. Daddy, I don't know what to say. Oh, say yes. Please, just say yes. Of
7: course it's Yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> You sound well, not only like yourself again, but like, but I don't know, like the spirit of Christmas, past and
3: present. And future. You'll see, I hope, when you come home.
6: Gone for a moment you were the real article.
3: I can't claim that. I wish I could. Oh. But I feel as cheerful as him. What brings you here Christmas morning?
6: Well now, sir, I felt real bad, particularly this time of year and I'll walking out on you. And here is Christmas Day and you even without a dinner. So I was after bringing a little basket here if you'd accept it.
3: I accept it from the heart and with my thanks. But I'd like to to ask you something in return.
6: What was that?
3: Will you come back to work for me, Merch? I need you. Oh.
6: oh you called me Merch. Mary's name.
3: She's coming home with her husband and her child to be for New Year's. And Robert and his family. Oh. They're moving back to open up the mill. I'll need you, Merch.
6: Oh, the blessed Mary, preserve it, so you will. I'm glad I'll be to come home. Good. But what is it that's come over you, Mr. Crown? A child brought me
3: this suit, Merch, And putting it on, I went back to the man I was. I don't want to question either because I believe them both to be a miracle. And I thank God to have found happiness and peace again. Ah. And pray to him it will not be taken away from me. Mm
7: -hmm.
2: Every silver lining has a cloud, every sky a rift. The worm nestles even in the heart of a rose. Jasper could not buy his happiness this fast, if ever, again. As she has been his angel, Jenny now becomes his nemesis.
3: Good morning, Jimmy.
4: Good morning, Jasper. I didn't expect...
3: Me to answer the door? Well, I saw you coming up the walk.
4: I didn't mean that. I meant... I didn't expect to see... I hate to say it, but I've come for the Santa Claus suit.
3: No. What
4: do you want it for? You'll have to take it off now, Jasper. Why? Because I signed the paper. I only rented it, and I'm responsible. I have to take it back. It's funny to see you out of the Santa Claus seat again, Jasper. Oh,
3: Jenny, I feel... I feel naked. It's the way I told you. But
4: that's silly. You aren't the way you were at all. You're nice now. The way I always knew you were underneath
3: as long as I have
4: the soup. As long as you have you. That's what counts. My father says, oh, wait a minute, tell the chauffeur, here's the street. <laughs> oh, I was sure it was this one. Try the next. You watch one side, and I'll watch the other.
3: You're not watching, Jenny.
4: That's because I've already looked all the way down. It must be the next one. Why are you looking so sad again, Jasper?
3: Because I feel that way. Not even sad. Frightened, Jenny.
4: Why?
3: I like the way I am. I didn't like the way I was. And I'm afraid that if I let go of the suit, I'll go back to being what I was.
4: Never. Anyway, when we get to the shop, you can always buy it. Oh, tell the chauffeur to turn here. To the right.
3: Take the next right, Edward. You sure this is it?
4: Yes, I know. Because there's the hat factory and the cigar store and the man who who's spaghetti in the window of his shop. And right there next to it... What? What, Jenny? we Edward's stopping back up. See, Jasper? It's a dead end street anyway. And there's that big school. And a storage company, and then the Chinese laundry, and right here between it and the man who hooks spaghetti in the window is. was.
3: Stop the car, Edwards. What? But, Jenny, there's nothing here but an empty lot.
4: But there can't be, because otherwise, then it would have to be a miracle.
3: Yes, that's what it would have to be.
4: But that's impossible. Why? Because miracles have to be about holy things. And they have to be very old.
3: Well, what's holier than Christmas? And it's pretty old.
4: I... I must have made a mistake. we just have to
3: keep Little Jenny, listen to me. This is a funny thing to ask. But I ask it with all my heart. Don't let's go looking anymore. Because we just might find him. And that's the thing I'm most afraid of. Why? Because that would have to give the suit back, and I might stop believing again.
4: Oh, is that the time? The right time?
3: Yes. What's wrong?
4: I've got to get back to Grandma's fast. I'm catching a plane today. Edwards,
3: home. Step on it. A plane? Where to?
4: Pacific, Japan. Back to my father. He's so lonely. I'm all he has. But grandmother was getting old and we were both going to spend Christmas with her. Only that first-class son of a... I almost said it. Anyway, the Admiral said he couldn't spare my father because of the general situation. Oh, what am I going to do? About your father? No, about the suit.
7: Jenny,
3: why don't you let me handle this? I'm here, and your father and you are going to be on the other side of the world.
4: How could you handle
3: it? Well, let me tell you, and we'll write it down as soon as we get home. (laughs) Now, here's the advertisement, Jenny. I'll read it. If the owner of the Santa Claus suit rented to Jennifer Swallow will present his copy of the receipt to me, Jasper Crown, my address, phone number, and so on, He will be remunerated to whatever degree he deems fair and equitable, up to, but not to exceed, the sum of one million dollars. This ad will appear daily till the first of the new year, and for the month of December of each succeeding year until the decease of the aforementioned Jasper Crown. Okay?
4: But Jasper, a million dollars for that cruddy old suit?
3: I told you it's worth that to me. Do you have to go, Jenny?
4: You shouldn't have to ask. you know how fathers feel about daughters? Now I do. Your own daughter is coming back to be with you. And your son, too. You'll never miss me.
3: Oh, I will, that. Don't ever mistake it. But I'm finally realizing all this fuss about a suit I thought was a key that unlocked my heart. And it wasn't the suit at all. It was you.
6: I
4: hate goodbyes. They're always sad. Why can't they be laughing goodbyes? Couldn't you laugh just a little?
3: You said that to me once before, remember?
4: And you laughed.
3: I don't think anything can make me laugh now.
4: I bet I could. Try it, Mr. Crown. Try what? <laughs> That's not what you're supposed to say.
3: What am I supposed to say?
4: You're supposed to say, you can call me.
3: Jasper, Jenny
4: can call me Jenny Jasper.
3: Hello, Jenny Jasper.
4: <laughs> Hello, Jasper, Jenny. <laughs> oh, Jasper, it's
6: been such a good Christmas.
3: <laughs> the best, the
6: best
2: ever. <laughs> Jenny left as she had to, and Jasper placed the ad in the paper. For ten years, it appeared every December as Jasper lived out a full and happy life. His family, grandchildren, and his mill workers filling every Christmas for him. Until early this December, when he died, peacefully and quietly in his sleep, grateful and joyful to go join his beloved wife
5: Take the suit back because it is Christmas again. And who knows, it may be very useful to someone else, eh? (laughs) Now, excuse me, it's a busy season uh, for me. (laughs) Now, dancer, now, dancer, now, prancer and
4: victim. Life. And the best of it, you made. But I'm tired, Jenny. So tired. Say goodnight to me. Goodnight, Jasper. I wish I could wish you merry Christmas.
2: the established order of things. A wonder, or a wonderful thing. Webster's definition of a miracle. For this special night of the year, there remains nothing to say in closing but... God rest you, merry gentlemen and ladies, and a merry, merry Christmas to all.
1: So nice. It was a nice little story, right? Sentimental, sure, but tis the season and the advertisements. Worth the price of admission, I think. All right, well, that is it for today. It was a simple little story from a really, really fine actor. I hope you enjoyed it. You take care of yourselves. We'll have the fifth day coming up soon. Have a good one.
0: Bye. Night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and ever he and the soul
1: felt Don't forget, you can put Craftlet's Scotland June 2018 tour on your wish list. Or, if you are feeling so inclined, you can get that tour for your favourite Craftlit listener. You can call 1-800-826-2266 and talk to Diane or anyone else at Holiday Vacations. They will be happy to help you and give you the skinny on our trip. Or you can click in the sidebar at craftlet.com on the little picture of the hidden cows, and that'll take you to the brochure, and you can see all of the fabulous places that we're going to go. And January 2018, we will begin Anna Green Cables. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes, like us on Facebook. You can download our app for iOS devices, Android devices, Windows phones. You can listen to Craftlet on Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Play Music. And remember, if your hands are too busy to pick up a book, at least you can turn one on.
0: recording